plays there? Yeah, my sister lives in Florida, so we're just gonna stay at her house. No way, my dad's sister lives in Florida. We're at Orlando. Oh, sweet, that's where our pool cell's at. We're going to Jacksonville first, and then Orlando. Might have some friends in Jacksonville, too. So, you, have you been there before? Yeah, I've been to Jacksonville. Check, check, motherfucking check, check. Sweet. Pull her close. Test. <laughs> Let me turn you up a little bit. Talk, uh, test, talk, talk. Actually, that's that was okay, kind of shouting though. Okay, so this is more like the volume I'll be talking right here. Yeah. Okay. And you can adjust it. Like I like to sit back a little bit. Hell, I've only done this a couple times, but there's the intro music. <laughs> it's, it's official. Jumping right in. That's right. All right, you good? Got your coffee, got your water? Yep. Good to go? Good to okay, go. I got a little intro I'm going to do here. Okay. All right, hello miners, and welcome to the fourth episode of Mining in the Foothills, where I'm on the search for dialectic gold with doers from around the Midwest. I am Wes from Waliopus, and my guest today is Lucas Washington, lead singer, and like Rylan Cox from my first episode, Another founding member of Southern Indiana's most exciting, most happening, and most rock and roll band, The Strangers. Lucas and his bandmates just returned home from an unforgettable show at the Troubadour in Los Angeles, California, where they were crowned champions of the DW Presents Battle for the Big Stage. Their prize? A slot playing the main stage at the 2022 Louder Than Life Music Festival taking place on Sunday, September 25th in Louisville, Kentucky. I must also mention on that day that they'll be sharing the same stage as Dirty Honey, Alice in Chains, Incubus, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They have two main stages, I looked, yeah. but similar shit. Same thing. To name just a few. There's going to be a bunch of other people there that weekend, but they're playing the Sunday slot, so... Uh, anyway, along with singing lead vocals for The Strangers, Lucas is the primary lyricist, writing most of the band's lyrics to their original works. Lucas is a native of Santa Claus, Indiana, and like his bandmates, currently resides where The Strangers are based, right here in Evansville, Indiana. So, thank you, Lucas, for joining me on Mining in the Foothills. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lucas... Two weeks ago, uh-huh. uh, I had your guitar player, best friend, Rylan, on the show yep. uh, right before you guys left for L.A. So he was telling, like, we talked a little bit about the pre- preparation, a little bit about the contest up to that point. Also, for people who want to learn a little bit more about The Strangers, I talked more about their album and their, sh- their release show and stuff during Rylan's episode. But moving on from that, so now that you're back from L.A., and you fucking won, which still blows my mind. I have a little video on my Instagram if people want to see my reaction to it. But for people who don't know, tell me a little bit about what the battle for the big stage is, how you found out about it, and how the hell you guys won. Okay, so <laughs> uh, let me start about how I found out about it. Okay, okay. Um, I have been going to Ladder in Life for years now or at least a few of the past recent years like have been canceled things like that but yes I, whatever so i've been the ones that have taken place exactly yeah so i've been following the festival pretty closely for a while now and uh 
And um, it's something that I've always kind of wanted to be a part of. So um, I, I um, followed more like, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. It's like, I've, I've, instead of just following ladder in life, like I always, you did the promoters and the, yeah, just follow people behind the scenes. Yeah. So there was this, um, social media post of like, um, uh, band submissions and it just was like called starving artists or something. They were doing, at the time it was, was this like like a couple years ago or something? I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is like whenever, this is a while ago. And at the time it was like a different competition. It wasn't necessarily to play ladder in life, but they do competitions and things all the time and like have bands play on their Twitch streams and things like that. So DW presents does. DW presents. Okay. And DW presents. Danny Wimmer. Yeah. Who puts on Louder Than Life, Bourbon and Beyond, Aftershock, Aftershock, uh, and he was at launch. your show. Yeah, he was the at Troubadour. the show in the at the Troubadour. Yeah. Yes. And um, so I had I've known about this um, starving artist uh, submission thing or whatever. But yeah. I had never. I always wanted to wait until we felt. I felt like we actually had a legitimate chance. Yeah. So first off, well, we had to have released music, right? Okay. And. Um, so now we do. This was the first year yeah. that you had that. Yeah. And then even even like last, beginning of last uh, summer, I don't know, a more recent time when we did have released music, um, I could have submitted, but it was to like open for some metal band was the competition. And um, I just didn't think it sense. was, well, I thought I might attempt, but at the same time, I felt like we were in a place where we just had our own tour starting and everything like that. I didn't want to like, I didn't want to put a bunch of effort into that just yet, right? Yeah. So um, whenever this tour was kind of coming to a close, I was like, well, let me look back through that. And I think now it's a time whenever, this, like, we need to look for something new. So yes. I, I, I thought Because your to personal that. tour was ending. Yes. You played all your summer shows. Yeah. What's going to, like, yeah, like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I went back to the starving artist form and this time i was scrolling down and it says to play it louder than life and i was like well that's like what i want to do so let's do it and yeah. um so i went ahead and i just filled it's an easy google form and yeah i just filled it out um so then it was like you know i it was a little bit confusing. I never knew how many, it doesn't really tell you how many bands or like what your likelihood of even getting noticed is or anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, I went ahead and just got Twitch and everything. And when, I, when did you submit this? Like in July? Cause this all took place in August and ended on August 28th. Yeah. It was so like, June or July. I mean, some point over the summer, June or July okay. at some point. Okay. I don't really so this know. was a while back. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, did you submit it then kind of like just go about your life for a bit and then it came up like and then they contacted you saying like you're in the Yeah, shit? so um whenever I submitted I didn't know how the DW presents Twitch channel really worked. Yeah. So like now I feel like I've watched it enough throughout this competition to where like if we went through something like this again with them I'd I'd had kind of be in the loop of things. Yes. I understand the schedules now and things like that. Um prior I didn't. So same. I just kind of just got on their channel and I'm just confused as hell because like they had two different things going on it seemed like there was like an unsigned band chart which was like I don't really know what that does other than put bands on the chart like yeah I've seen that yeah yeah. so that's what I was watching at first and they were just like 
opening up bands and I was just watching it and I was like, well, we're never going to get picks. Like this isn't, but little did I know that wasn't even what I submitted to. Like I was just <laughs> like confused, you know? So then, uh, so I watched that whole stream for like a couple hours, this unsigned band chart and we didn't show up. I was like, well, they're just probably not going to pick us. There's so many bands, whatever. Yeah. Um, so over the summer I made a, a lot of walking sticks. I just, <laughs> yeah, which up. is your like part-time job or however like however you want to explain that yeah kind of uh you make walking sticks. well we make i make canes for my oh job. that's right sorry but then i started yeah, yeah. to make walking sticks just because like i just like them really and then i want to sell them i have a shit ton now because i made them all summer but um it's hilarious yeah i mean they're like polished and everything like, i know nice. they're probably nice as fuck <laughs> they are pretty uh, yeah they're pretty nice so if, you, <laughs> if you ever want to go on a hike just let me know okay know? <laughs> okay but uh i so i was making walking the sticks one day and then i just get a notification because like you know all this like after you join that twitch stream you get all those stupid notifications yes. that are like like someone gifted this you a subscriber going. someone gifted you an emote or whatever the hell yeah uh so so i got one of those and i hop on and then I'm just watching it, and they're just, th it's like this, it's battle for the big stage bracket. And what this stream is, is, is it, holy cow. <laughs> I think I just said is five times in a row. <laughs> That's all right. Um, what it is, is there's, they would put band, they would show the bands, right, that submitted their forms. And then yes. the chat would just say yes or no. And yes, meaning they want them to move on to the bracket. What did no they meaning. show? Just the name? A picture? No, you. Well, they when you the submit music? the form, you like you submit a song, like you okay, submit a YouTube okay, video. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so, but it's only a thirty, a minute thirty clip of it. So okay. I submitted Fear Lies to start with. Cool. Um, and I was just sitting through that stream, and they were just they had bands like picked right out, you know, like ready to go, pretty much. And then at one point, I was just like. <laughs> yeah, like I no one, I didn't have anyone get on this stream. It was just me. And I, um, I didn't expect to be played because at this point too, now, like whenever you chat, you can see them, they look at your chats and they respond. Yes. But like whenever you're like freshly new to a big stream like that, you think you're just going to say something and no one's going to notice. Yes. So Dude, I they just see everything. Saying, yeah, I know. You can't so, say, you can't talk any shit. You'll get kicked out right away. No. <laughs> well, what Not I did was, <laughs> I, pl I put, play the strangers, play the strangers, play the strangers. And then I would say, play the strangers, and I would type it like five times in a row, and then I would highlight it, copy and paste it, so now it's 10 times. And then I would highlight that and copy and paste it, so now it's 20 times. So I would do that like eight times in a row, and then there would be like hundreds and hundreds play the strangers just in their chat. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it would take up like two or three paragraphs worth of... Dude, that's I have amazing. a video on my phone where that I would scroll so for like 20 seconds straight of just play the strangers, but... Eventually, they look at the chat, and uh, I think it was Bobby, and he goes, is there a band called The Strangers? Let's just pick a band from the chat. Is there a band called The Strangers? And then Jake was like, Jake, so for the yes, people listening. for people who don't know, these are the hosts. Um, these are some of the hosts that uh, host the stream that we're talking about. Yeah, the DW Presents yes. Twitch. Um, so, Space Zebra, some shit. Yeah. Um. So then they're like, yeah, let me, he, Jake's like, yeah, let me look it up. So he pulls up the strangers, us, and they play Fear Your Lies the first minute and a half. And I'm like, dad, get on right now. So just me and dad are on and they play what, what were they playing? Was it the music video? Like you did, did you put some film or was it just no. literally the song? It was the song was just the album background. It's still Okay, okay. Yeah, because at this point, 
like, okay, I'll just continue. Yeah, co- um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. So it's just you and your dad. Yeah. So just me and my dad. We play it, and everyone in the chat's like, "This is groovy. This is nice. This is nice." You know. Wow. And um, give me this vibes. You know, all this stuff, all cool stuff. And you know, so we got a yes. It was a major. So the way it works, you have to have over fifty percent yes to go through. To the was bracket. it? A, did the voting thing come up and people choose yes? Yes. Or no? and okay. They just choose yes or no. Sweet. And we were the. <laughs> so there was only one more band after us, and okay. we were in the final bracket. So we are the second to last band out of one hundred and twenty-eight bands to be entered in this competition. Oh my god! So we're this close, you know. God. So after you guys got voted in, another band got voted in, and they closed. Yeah, because they only the had. One, they were only going to accept thirty-two bands. So once they get to that thirty-two mark, basically the way they were doing it is they would play a band. It's, it's 32 per month yes. for four months. Yes. But you didn't know that at the time, did you? No, I didn't even know there was multiple months. Yes, okay. Um, so you were only one of 32 bands that day that got picked yes. for the August bracket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, so we got voted. Okay, yeah, the way it was working, that's what I was going to say. The way it worked was they would play a band, and if they said no, the major there's a majority no. Yes, they would just they would keep going until they had 32 bands. Yes, so there's only one more slot after us. Um, so were we they surprised in. when you guys got yes, in? They were they were. like, "Oh shit, okay, cool, glad we pulled them up"? They were definitely because this is a majority metal competition, right? And I mean, the, heavier music yeah. all around. They for even the most made part. a note at the time saying. You know, I'll be interested to see how far this band goes because the chat usually likes, you know, metal, right? Yeah. So, um, which is funny because just a side note, I feel like having watched all the streams after that, all the future streams that you guys were in, I felt like that the host kept becoming surprised every time, like every time you guys would win something else, they'd be like, holy shit, who's the strangers? Where are they from? Santa Claus? Where the fuck is Santa Claus? Is that a real place? Like, you know, like, they just kept becoming surprised. So, okay, so you you make it into this 32 bracket. So now you're on the bracket, and then the next live stream, you submit a music video, right? Okay, so... Another song with the music video? Yes. Um, they said... Which they, you put together really quickly. Right. So whenever we get into the um, bracket, it's... Oh holy shit! What do we do? Like, how does this work? Like, like, you know. So I was, and at that first time, I thought it was going to go through the whole bracket, so we would know if we played Ladder in Life that day. Like, this is I was confused the whole time. Yes. Okay. Like, I thought they were just going to keep narrowing it down on that stream, and then it would get to the end of the stream, and then there'd be like, oh, there's the final Sweet Sixteen the next time, and the next time it's the final eight, then the next time it's the final four, and then. Oh, you're actually playing the Troubadour potentially before you go to Ladder Than Life. So. Right. It kept developing. And yeah. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, I thought it was just, you know, submit a song and they keep narrowing it down. The winner plays Ladder Than Life. But I'm glad it wasn't that easy. No. Because, I mean, yeah. So I'll get into that. A now later. you're glad it wasn't that easy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, even at the time, I really don't think we would have won if, if, we, uh, if it, it was, was just that based easy. off that. Yeah. yeah. So... It was so I so I was like, all right, I need some visuals with the music because that's what seems to be helping a lot of bands. Yes, get I remember the votes. you saying that. Yeah. So I I was like, well, what can I do? So I I remember there's a lot of a uh, film from the Astro Theater show. Yes. Uh, various films, and I was like, okay, well, I had just recently edited my first video using Adobe. Okay. 
And I was like, so now I have, I'm like, I'm capable of this. I'm just going to go do it right now. Yes. So I stayed up, you know, for like six hours at night, didn't go to bed till like 5.30 a.m. And uh, I made a quick little music video to, I think, Sweet Holly was our first one. I think one. so, yeah. Yeah. And then we we were going against a band that had 30,000 Instagram followers, like 100,000 month listeners, something like that. Like, yes. Something crazy. And I was like, I don't know, guys. I'm a little worried about this one. But at this point, I still wasn't expecting to really win. I was just like, honestly, just being in the competition was like, holy cow, we're really in. Like, we got entered in. Like, right. I was amazed by that alone. Did you, at this point, were you asking your friends to get on and vote? Yeah. So we were like, so I was like, guys, I mean, I was asking everybody I knew, but this is before we came up with legitimate strategy other than right. just text yes. everybody real quick, you know? Yes. Um, because we're all still confused too. Like no one really knows what's going on. Teelan and Ryan are like, what competition is this? Even? Right. You right. Know? Cause they had, nobody had done anything yet except you were just submitting shit. Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. So now I'm like, all right, everybody, this is what's going on. I get on. And this is at least what I think is going on. You know, the whole right. time I was a little confused, even right. until, cause it, it's unclear. Yeah. I mean, unless you've been watching other brackets or something, I, maybe then exactly. you would know, but yeah. Well, yeah, literally even until we got to the Troubadour, I, I was still like, so like prior, just prior to the Troubadour, I was like, so what's going on, you know? Yes. But, um, so yeah. it's the 32 one. It's a music video. Everybody, mm -hmm. you go through 32 bands. It's head to head. It's like a literal March Madness bracket. You get voted in the stream. Yeah. And it goes on to the next one. And I, like we watched that one. We voted. Okay. Yep. You're in the next one. So now you're in the sweet 16. Yep. And then now. So then another week goes by. Yeah. And you so, have to submit another one. Yes. Um, and so I, I believe it was either the Sweet 16 or the Final 8. There was two rounds in one that was this. That was that one. It was the, the Sweet eight. 16 and then the Final 8 okay. were in the same stream. And then at the end, there was four bands. Right. For so, the August bracket, which then it turned to a live performance. Yes. So um, the... Um, okay, so the Sweet 16 and the Final Eight, mm -hmm. I had to submit two videos. Yes, yeah. And <laughs> I think we did Dead and Dazed is the full video. Okay, so I took Fear Lies again, and I used because the first round was only a minute and a half. Yeah. And the next one was a full music video. So I just, all I did was I, I clipped a portion of Fear Lies, so I didn't have to make a music video for the entire song when they're yeah. only going to play a portion. And then I just, um, so I just used the back half of the song. And then, um, so I made a quick little music video for that. And then I made a whole music video for Dead and Dazed using yes. more Astro Theater footage. But I try to yep. get creative, you know. I try to use different, different effects, you know, where it would be like a looping effect or like a boomerang effect, you know, things like that. So it would, I could use the same clip for a, a longer period of time yeah. within the video. And it would create like cool visuals and stuff. And it almost looked like my idea with it, at least. I mean, I don't know how much this really came across like to the viewers or whatever, but I tried to kind of like take one idea for a video being that first sweet Holly video with the footage I had mm -hmm. and then evolve that. So like whenever it's getting to the dead and dazed, it's like, it's like, it's like an evolution, the evolution of videos with the submissions. So it's like, you're yeah. just seeing something a little bit, a new flavor to what you've already like been familiar with kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, 
Which was a good idea. Yeah. Because it would have been too much. There wasn't enough time and it would have cost too much to literally make new music videos for each song. And at least you did that editing because some bands didn't even do that. Some no. bands didn't even have videos. No, my Think idea behind God this was did. is as soon as we got to that first round, I was I was in the mindset of I ha- we have to literally do everything, anything to increase the chances, right? Yeah. yeah. So I need music videos. <laughs> I need to get, you know, this this this. Yeah. And we were getting into the later rounds, it was really like Okay, now how do we get more people to vote? Yes. So we printed out hundreds of flyers with yeah. QR codes. Yeah. We contacted all kinds of local news sources. We got all kinds of local news coverages. I mean, news stations, um, papers, papers, radio, uh, you name it, you know, right. just social media articles, you know. Um, Literal, just reaching out to people right. with direction or uh, instructions on how to vote. Exactly. Text messages. And Caden and I would actually type out a whole like paragraph of, okay, this is the rules and everything. And it says like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what you do. So I would like copy and paste that. And then I would just say right after, yeah, that was pre-typed, but it has all the rules. Just please help us. Just use it. <laughs> you know, so it felt a little more real at the end because I'm trying sure. to genuinely ask people. But at the same time, whenever you want to text, you know, a hundred people you knew from high school and your old friends and things like that, it's... You know, you don't want to type. So you, I had to I do know. something, you know, copy and paste. It was just more efficient that way so I could right. reach more people. But it wasn't people that. Get it. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't want to be genuine by any means. Um, but you, like, genuinely, like a robot. you genuinely needed help. Like, I know. We, we need did. Freaking voters. Exactly. Um, so it was that. And it was, okay, now I'm going to tell my family, I'm going to tell my mom, like, okay, here's a bunch of flyers. You go pass them out at work if you can, you know? Yeah. Um, all kind, like anything we could possibly think of. Rylan's mom works at a school, so we ha- gave her some flyers. She passed around school. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's getting Rylan's brother to tell everybody he knows. My sister goes to the high school, so yeah. tell a bunch of people in the high school. Tell all your friends. You know, uh, it was it was a huge group effort. We had a big group, which chat. is always the way the strangers stuff is. That's it's like true, yeah. a hometown group effort. Always. Well, that's what you guys have versus the people with 30,000 followers and 100,000 monthly listeners. Exactly. Personal connections, you know, to people who really do support you. Yeah. So, whenever we were ended in this competition, too, what I like to do whenever we're involved in things like this, even though it hasn't happened too many times. Sure. Um, I try to also do my research so that, okay, this is my mindset. This is now a game. And I'm a player in the game, so I have to win. Or I don't have to win, but I have to at least try to win. You know, I have to go about it strategically. And I have a hard time with competition sometimes because I'm, I, I, I like to think at least I'm pretty empathetic. So it's, I'm always like, man, I don't want to like beat somebody, you know, that kind of thing. It's tough with music too. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not like a basketball game where it's like whoever gets the most points wins. It's like whoever gets the most votes, but it's based off of like, just it's based off who the hell shows up like we said you guys could literally get on the live stream and fart in the microphone and as long as you have enough voters like obviously that kind of goes against the rules but i just mean it's all about the voters in this case exactly yeah so and everybody wanted to play the main stage like you guys did you know yeah and also anybody that voted you know 
it's their win too because mm-hmm. there's multiple rounds and everyone had a committed amount. You know, if they would have got on and just voted and voted and voted, and then we get to the last round and it's just a dud. You know, that just kind of would have been lame for everybody and not yeah. just us. You know, yeah. so yeah, I'm really happy we won for us and for everyone who helped us. Yes. You know, uh, because now it feels like it's it was a it was a community. You know. Effort, effort, yeah. exactly. win too. Yeah, yeah. But you have so you have these. So you're in the final four, but the final four is now you have you have to live stream a 15 minutes performance on Twitch against four other bands, mm-hmm. or no, sorry, three other bands. Yeah, and you had to end up doing that twice. Like that's yeah. what we were saying earlier. It's like you kept finding out. Oh, I got to do the next thing. But we did that down here in the studio. But like you guys played. One weekend, came back the next, did it again, won both rounds. Mm-hmm. I think you won both of those like pretty big. Yeah. Like I mean, the margin every was round, like 80-20. Yeah. 80% strangers, 20% the other band. Every round until the actual Troubadour show. Yeah. It it was not even close. And I really think that that was the only... It wasn't... You know, if we hadn't... So I, I knew going into this that a lot of bands, they just submit their songs because a lot of them are from like big cities and things like yeah. that. So they just submit. LA, Orlando. Exactly. Yeah. They submit, see how far they get. Um, with us, it was tell every single person you can possibly think of in yeah. your brain. Like, and nobody else around here was in the competition. So no. it wasn't like you were directly competing. Like exactly. There was like wait, three or four bands just from Orlando. Yeah, but I actually talked to the Breed guys about that. Breed is the other band we... Uh, went up against at the Troubadour. Yeah. Um. So I saw that there was a show poster with like Breed, Sid Stratton, uh, I think Under Substance, I don't know. Yeah. Some other bands that were in the competition with us. And I was like, so I didn't realize you guys knew each other. So you on a, sh- a show lineup. And uh, I believe it was a singer I was talking to. He's like, oh no, we don't know who they are. There's just a promoter in Orlando that <laughs> was watching the stream and he knew well, they're all from a similar area. So they're like, Let's pull everyone together, together for a show. So that actually makes me feel nice about winning too because Breed got some... They got as far as we did, except we beat them by 12 votes of the Troubadour, but they got something out of it that we didn't as well. Yeah. So even though they they lost, they're still going to Ladder in Life. They're on a different stage. We're on the main stage. They're on a side stage. But they also had another show out of this. So I feel like it's pretty equivalent. Yeah. And um, the votes at the Troubadour were like a 12, or it might have been a 16, 16, yeah. 16 vote difference. Yeah. Which, which is, is not, I mean, like, insane, it's, actually. it's like, there's like 482 to like 468 or something, or 66. Like, it was in, I mean, it was like 900 votes, you know what I mean? Or even more. But it's like, when you're only that, dude, watching that live stream, I was shitting my pants. I had to leave the room. I'm like, Chloe, I can't watch this shit. Because, the dude, the votes were just going, dick, 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 dick. and I'm like, oh, oh, my God, the strangers are still ahead. But it was like so 51% to 49, like boom, 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 boom. And God, I'm telling it you, still gives me chills, dude. I'm telling you, like going back to, I, I, I treated it as like almost like a game. Like it. It was kind of hard to actually appreciate to a full extent when I was there because the whole time you're in Los Angeles and you want to go. And like we went and saw the Hollywood sign and saw like Capitol Records and some really cool things, but it was just that 
the whole time I like I know this is a competition tomorrow, and I'm just like Ladder to Life is one of my <laughs> has been last year we did a before right before the Astra Theater, so I guess this year we did a little yeah. interview with Scratch FM at the Jasper High School, in yes. Jasper, Indiana. Okay, and we we he asked us like, "What's your dream venue?" And I just go Louder Than Life. And here we are, <laughs> you know, so it meant so more to me, cool. you know, it meant more yeah. to me than just, uh, if it was aftershock or something that would have been, I would have been so stoked, but ladder life specifically means more to me than other festivals or other events. You know, I go every year. I, it's always, every time I've been there, I just look at the stage and I'm like, man, I just wait. I hope one day. Yeah. And that's been that's kind of nuts, a nuts, dude. Yeah. So it's really surreal feeling. Yes. So, um, Literally, I was like, normally what happens is the second band is more successful whenever you have two bands go against each other in a battle of bands. Right. Okay, hold on. Let's go back one step. Okay. So you you win the live stream down here in the basement. You you become the champions. You are of of the month of August. So then you you have to do the other four bands. Mm -hmm. You win that night too. So now they say, okay, in two weeks. You thought, we all thought, oh, you won the Louder Than Life. No, no, no. In two weeks, you're going to fly out to LA. Yeah. You're going to play at the Troubadour at Bobby, what's his last name? Bobby's Birthday Bash. Is yeah. What it's called. Bobby the live stream. Bobby's Birthday Bash. He's a Twitch guy. And then, so then the strangers get flown out for a weekend to play this Troubadour show, which the Troubadour is an epic venue. Which, the one of the most iconic ever. Yes. Like yeah. I don't know if you if I can think of a rock and roll band that hasn't played at the Troubadour. Right. And I mean, they, and that's like since the early like late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. Like, yeah, and the big bands like Guns N' Roses will still go back there to play. Yeah. Elton John no. yeah. still plays there. Well, I think actually Elton John, that was his back. his first show in the United States was at the Troubadour. Okay. All right. Cause he had, yeah, he has some special connection. I, I did like a little bit of reading on the Troubadour before your show. And saw so like yeah his name well even like recently Greta Van Fleet yep it's a big one that plays it's played there Guns and Roses I mean they go back there. Guns and Roses yeah that's insane crazy yeah any, I mean any of them really yeah um, so you go play this show and there's a couple other bands there that night but your guys you guys fucking open the night which was that's why I think you were gonna start to say it was like they you had to open the night. Mm -hmm. At this epic venue that you never played before in LA on live stream, you have to open it, then Breed plays second. Yeah. But anyway, so you guys. So the headlining band was a band called Crown the Empire, and they're yeah. actually pretty successful. Like I had heard of them. I mean, I had a few friends in high school that loved them. And, okay. Um, so, I mean, they're a successful touring band, but I knew they were pretty heavy, at least way heavier than the strangers, right? Yeah, sure. So, um, Breed, I also knew was pretty heavy. So, you know, I'm like, the people coming for Crown the Empire are probably going to be voting. So, they're probably going to like Breed better on the sole fact that, at least, I mean, not necessarily, because some people might just think Breed's a better band in general, yeah. which is totally fine. But, um, if but they style like metal, music. yeah, then Breed is suits their taste better. Yes. Uh, so... And then that, and then I also knew that um, 
going second always helps. If you can watch the perform, okay, it helps and sometimes it's bad. Yeah, going second. So, <laughs> and during the live streams, we went second a lot of times. When we were going head to head to to a band, and every time I said turn it off, like I don't want to hear the band that plays in front of us. Yeah, for a few reasons. One being, if I think they're amazing, I don't want that getting in my head affecting my performance. Thinking oh, I have to try harder now. No, I just need to be myself and yes. singing right. Good. And I also don't want them to be terrible and I think get some sort of ego because that's just not good either, you know? Right. And not that I would, it's just I don't want to even come close to it. So I just, you know, I just... Just separate yourself. Yeah, exactly. Separate myself. So I didn't even listen to them. So in a live setting like that, you know, um, they can watch our performance though. I don't know if they had any of this kind of mindset, but you know, like things we didn't do, now they can do because I know we didn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um certain kinds of chants, you know, and getting on top of speakers and things like that. Sure. And um, the so, energy that they brought was like a lot more like, like that, like the lead singer was like yelling at the crowd and like, come right. on. Like, you know, like you guys, like you weren't up there like, come on. You were just doing your thing. You guys were like, just, you were performing your music. Right. You were, I was watching I mean, a stranger I always show. like to do crowd, I get the crowd yeah. involved. And you did, you did some and of I, that. And I Clapping do, but and... the way I am is I, I, I like or I enjoy to, and it feels more right for me to do it more subtly than just being, like there are so many major artists even that are constantly like getting the crowd involved and just constantly telling the crowd, like clap your hands and constantly saying, let me hear you scream and in the between songs, during songs, you know. Yeah. And I've always felt like I just need a couple special moments. Like I want people to watch us and just kind of absorb our performance. And then, and it almost feels like, this might be weird to hear, but I want it to almost feel like we're we're not with them. So then whenever I do make like my contact to the crowd, it feels more meaningful yeah it feels like more special like okay now we like really like i felt like i've i've been watching these people and now i feel now like they're I'm talking with to me but yeah. it took a sec to get there and it i don't know if that you're really, a, well that's the difference between you and like somebody who has a front man who is screaming and like constantly talking to the crowd it's like you guys like you're the front man but you guys are all in the band you know what i'm saying yeah. like like there's a lot of just jam sections there's a lot of lead guitar solos like there's a long drum solo a lot of days and like caden has his moment with uh, natural forces it's like yeah. every every song i mean sorry like every set that you guys play it's not just you and then there's a band behind you it's right. everybody is in the band you know i and- imagine led zeppelin was probably I never seen them in concert, but you know what I'm saying. Like, we're at, all the musicians are really fucking good, right? You know, and everyone is held to their own pedestal. Mm-hmm. Like bands like Led Zeppelin, like sorry, there are footsies. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just making you more comfortable down here. <laughs> yeah, but like bands like Led Zeppelin, like there are plenty of people who say. Robert Plant's the best singer, and Jimmy Page is the best guitar player, and John Bonham is the best yeah. drummer, and um, John Paul Jones is the best bass player, and John Paul Jones is the best keyboard player, and all together they're the best band. You know, my goal isn't necessarily to be considered the best band ever, but I want in, in our band 
for me, it's important for everyone to have their own pedestal. And mm-hmm. and I think that that is the way, like all of my favorite bands are like that, you know, mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose, everybody knows Axl Rose. I mean, mm-hmm. not just because of the name, just because he's an iconic singer. I mean, like, yeah. in, uh, in personality, whatever. But then everybody knows Slash. And he's yeah. his own... He's his own brand. ...animal, <laughs> yeah, within... But then, and Duff McKagan is an iconic bass player. And then some of the other guys, you know, they had lineup changes. But at least sure. those three, you know, um, even like the original lineup of Guns N' Roses, everybody, like, you know, every, it's not a front man in his band. Right. And some bands that does work, like Soundgarden, for instance. I don't think anybody knows the guys in Soundgarden other than Chris Cornell. Yeah, you know? that's true. Which is, and Chris Cornell is like an absolute legend. Yeah, but that it, is true, though. You know, it's same with like Pearl Jam. Everybody kind of knows Eddie Better. Yeah. You know, and the other yeah. guys, you might know, you know. But even like the Chili Peppers, like they're, like everybody, I feel like if you know the band, you know all the members exactly, yeah. kind of equally. Yeah. And they share... They share the music and the stage. I feel like I've not seen them play, but I've seen videos. Like they share it in an equal place. Like yeah. Flea's crazy, and John Fushante kind of just you know does yeah. his thing, and Chad Smith's a fucking beast back there. And yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's kind of yeah. Like that. That is how you guys are generally. So going first that night. That's that was the vibe that you had. You just did your thing, right? You know what I mean. And that was the and and um, I try to do what's authentic. Yeah. So I even um, I'm glad you did that because like you, if you would have came out there like putting on a front just because you're in front of what you thought was going to be a heavier crowd. Well, not only that, but we're in front of like Danny Wimmer yeah. is one of the most powerful industry people. Yeah, in terms of live entertainment be. for rock music. He could literally <laughs> He might be the guy for live entertainment rock and roll. No, metal and rock, I think Danny Wimmer is at least one of the guys, you yeah. know. And if he likes you, he can literally get you on the stage he at his li- festival. Yes. He can literally he can say literally I'm going to do that. Start your career. Yeah. I mean, he could just keep like Dirty Honey for instance. I don't know what kind of handle Danny Wimmer had in Dirty Honey. But when they were starting to get big, how I found out about them is they were on the Ladder in Life lineup and I looked them up. Yeah. And then I started following them and you look and they're on the Ladder in Life and they're on the Aftershock lineup and they're yeah. at lower levels, but they're being thrown at, they're doing like a festival loop. They do a festival yeah. tour, you know? So many of which are da- uh, Danny Wimmer's festivals. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Because they're on Ladder Than Life this year. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually where and I. And it's similar to you guys. Are you guys are similar? We're on the same day as them. Yeah, they put us on the rock and roll day too. They you know? did, and that thank is fucking great. God, <laughs> dude. When I looked at the lineup, it's like, okay, Sunday has the Chili Peppers. It's got Dirty Honey, Incubus. Uh, kind of. I don't know Incubus too. I know. Well. I'm. I'm kind of. I know like, their hits. I seen yeah. them at. I seen them before, but. I kind of was waiting until I see them live to like, I want that to be my first exposure. Sometimes sure. I like to do that with bands. Yeah. But what's really special about this day, and I didn't even, it didn't even really hit me until I think Marby might have mentioned something. Marby's Rylan's mom. Yeah. Um, we're on the same day as Alice and stage as Alice in Chains. Yes. And Man in the Box, their biggest song, <gasps> has been 
oh. extremely special to us. Oh my god! It kind of feels like another star aligning. It's you know? Noah's dad's go-to. Well, it was one of, no one of Noah's favorite songs to play with us was "Man in the Box," yep. and that's <laughs> yes. And that's why at the Noah at the benefit show, yes, we um, we played "Man in the Box" again. We brought it back, and at you this did. point in our you musical really it journey, it doesn't really fit our sound, yeah. but it it needed to be played. It needed to be played for us, you know, to revisit that. And James came back on stage with us. Yes. James Warney um, is from a band called In the Basement, and he played our first show with us. He was one of Noah's best friends. Yeah. And I guess for those of you who don't know, Noah was one of our original drum... Um, he was our, your original drummer. He was our original drummer. I meant to say one of our original band members. Yes. And uh, he unfortunately passed away. So we we did a show to honor him and, mm-hmm. and we raised some money for a scholarship in his name. And then James, who's one of his best friends, actually played the first concert with the Strangers. Yes. Just because. We just like, yeah, hop on, you know, at the time. Nothing was, you know, everything was loose and yeah. we're just trying to like and you can always throw out. in another guitar. Right. Like, you, only, you just have a lead guitar anyway. And anyways, he's so, so fucking good too that like he just hops in and he just knows what to do, right? Yeah. So he played the show with us again, and we we brought back Man in the Box. And Man I think in the you, Box. Did you say it was? Did you point out? I said, Billy, this one's for yeah, you. Yeah, Billy. Billy is Noah's dad. Yeah, and uh, he, dude, woo, like he was so fucking because excited. he every show he's been to. Can you play the Man in the Box? Can you please yeah. play Man in the Box? And you know, sometimes we're like, no, we don't. You yeah, know, not tonight, man. No, but we got four songs. We hadn't played that song since the last show with Noah. Oh really? Rockport. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. At least, I believe that was the last time. I don't think we ever. Did played you play it, it at the Astro Theater? No. Okay. We did not play it at the Astro Theater, and we didn't play it at that Dale Fall Fest we did with Teelan. Um, and not all summer. You didn't play it all summer. You no. played mostly originals all summer, anyway. Yeah, I mean, we didn't want to play that song anymore. There's yeah. a lot of covers we used to do that. Well, for a couple of reasons, you know, sometimes you just want to, you just don't want to play the same songs over and over, especially when they're covers. There's like infinite amounts of songs you could do. So yes. might as well just switch it up, you know, keep yep. things fresh. When people come, they see new songs, you know. Yep. So. Um, and in the beginning too, you play, you play like a huge array of songs. Cause like in the very beginning, when you're just finding a band, you don't really even know what your sound is yet. So it's just no. like, we'll play whatever everybody likes. Yeah, that was a part of it. Like first couple of shows we did, "Smells Like Teen Spirit," which is a rule. You don't play "Smells Like Teen Spirit," you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we did, and of course, like it's such a cover band song. To I know, play. and I I even fucked it up so bad. Like the second verse, <laughs> I I literally I was like, "Shit, I forgot the lyrics." <laughs> no one uh, cared. You know, no one cared. But I literally, but like whatever. Yeah. You know, part of that too is. I'm I'm almost glad that it happened that way because I feel like that's my personality, like yes. messing up. Like even at the Troubadour <laughs> show, uh, there was a bit of a complicated situation. Normally, whenever so whenever I'm facing the crowd, to the right of me is Caden, and to the Always. left of me is Rylan. is Rylan. Yeah, bass in, bass on your right, guitar on your left, yes. drums behind you. Exactly. Yeah, and so we do this little part in our new song. Um, which works out perfectly. I think so too. Yes. Yeah. Where I it's love like it. we're the strangers and on drums we have Teelan Atterbury and then Teelan starts 
Yes. He starts the drum beat, which is how the song goes. Yes. Then and then Caden jumps in with a bass. He goes zoom, doom, doom. So you go on the bass guitar. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever I sit on the bass guitar, I'm used to Caden being on my right. So I throw my arms and point to the right and then it rylan's over there and i was like oh shit uh actually he's over here and then i was like and then next usually i say i'm lucas washington and I'm, i'll be your vocals because i have a little bit of time before the guitar comes in but i don't want to say it right before i sing right yeah so then i said and rylan cox oh shit wait actually lucas washington vocals and then rylan cox a guitar yeah and it was a bit of a mess but at the same time it was like it showed like i said before like you're real being people. authentic like it doesn't actually like people enjoy that more like they like seeing that you're a real person than like yeah getting pissed off at little things like that or like you know Being it's good to joke with yourself because it's rock and fucking roll you know yeah so and the, it's not like it didn't change anything other than like i mean the song kept going the music was great and you started singing and it took off but when you did that we were watching the live stream i knew i'm like oh it's fucking habit that's like muscle memory you threw up right. your arms you yeah. look over, oh shit, he's on the other side. <laughs> it's just like, that's what he's used to. Yeah. And there's all kinds of lyrics too, like that, that is muscle memory like that. You I, just do them you over mess and up over. A verse? I think you sang a verse twice on a. No. <sighs> I didn't. Okay. At least I don't think. Okay. Uh, I, I shouldn't call you out. No, no. I think I, I'm curious. <laughs> and what song? Fear Lies, maybe? Maybe. I don't remember. It was uh, a second. You only sang half of the. It was like a second verse. And it was the first half. I think you sang the f the first verse. Like you like repeated the first verse, but then you switched it at this at like halfway through. I think. I think. Yeah, but you don't know which song. No, it was like halfway through your set. It was like it was like Sweet Holly. Or, I don't even think it was dead Sweet and Holly. Dazed, maybe. Maybe Dead and Dazed. Yes, maybe. it was fucking Dead and Dazed. Did I actually do it though? I think so. Because you should double check. I can't. This has what? been frustrating. I have not. They didn't post the stream, oh, so really? I can't actually watch it. Every day I've been checking, and they have. I feel like they're just not going to post it now. But so I they didn't to post anything so from bad. the Troubadour after the show. Well, there's some little clips. Okay. And they're only like 20 second clips, so there's like very few of our performance. Like so. Oh shit. I haven't been able to actually watch the whole performance. So. So it could be the situation. Which but. is good and bad because we rewatch like. All, like anything we can because yeah. like a good way to improve is to listen to yourself and right. a lot of singers especially don't want to do that because you know you get self-conscious you feel weird listening to your own voice even if you did like it's tough a stellar performance it's still weird hearing yourself you know yes. you don't know if you should like it because you're not li you're listening to yourself you know yes so which i've grown to actually love my self vocally a lot more than what i well it's because i've been growing it you know just yeah. have a different mindset different maturity over it but you're owning it now right yeah but also sometimes just finding it i think like leaving things in the moment is also good sometimes too sure. like there is a a problem and it's kind of like goes runs deeper than just us you know more like a societal problem where everything is recorded in yes and especially moments like a concert where you're really connecting with people, having that real human reaction. Sure. You know, sometimes what hitting the note perfectly and going back and like thinking something of yourself isn't taints the moment that you remember. It's it. not what needs, you know, that moment was so special. F and sometimes for your mental health and for you just, you, it's just good to leave it there. Yeah. But 
it's that's not to excuse anything. Too. Sure. Like you need to improve, sure. right? I kind of feel that way about the Astra show, though. Like the the album release show you guys did at the Astra Theater in Jasper, the audio got the hard drive with the audio it got it got fucked up, so we lost all the audio, yeah. which was like at the time a really big bummer. Yeah, it was really sad because it was like the show. It was like the best show to date, like a full yeah. show. Everybody was going nuts. Everybody was in the front of the theater. It was awesome. And that we was lost our first concert. Really? Yes. Your first concert that you were headlining. It was your show. Yeah. You had lights. You had a cool theater merch. Yes. You had all this shit opening band. And, you know, we were like 10 tickets away from selling it out. Yeah. And 350, 60. Still, seats. it blows my mind because it was, like you said, man, like people came for us. Yeah, and that is so special. Pull, pull out a little closer to your. Oh, my bad. Yeah, people came for us, and that is so special to me. Oh yeah, know? and people were had your shirts on. Right. I mean, like, oh, so at your at your theater or at your show, which this happened in March, um, I'm up there. I introduce you guys, and I run off stage. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get a beer. So you guys start playing. I go outside. There's nobody in the concession area. They're all in the theater. So I was like, I'm gonna have a beer. So I I ordered a beer. Um, and then I, I knew that my family and my friends were up in the balcony mm -hmm. sitting. So I walked upstairs and it was like such a good feeling, like knowing that like all the work is done, let them play. And then like, that's all we're doing right now. And so I went upstairs and I found my friends and I sat between my two best friends and like just took in the moment, drinking this beer, watching you guys play. And then my buddy hits me. He's like, dude, look, <laughs> well, Okay, no offense to anybody. He goes, dude, there's some hoes dancing out in front of the stage. <laughs> they were the band moms. And to but, go back to... But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hold on. Keep going, then, keep going. Yeah, then, my bad. Then I stood up and looked. I'm like, oh, there's a couple people. But you really couldn't see who they were. It was like kind of far away and it was dark. And then I look again. I'm like, oh my God, there's more people. And then by like your third song, you're like, all right, come on. Don't be afraid. There's people up here. Like, feel free to come up and dance. Right. And then like over half the people in the downstairs, uh, like in the main level, got up and went and stood in front of the stage for the remainder of the show. It was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Everybody was so into it. And to leave it there and not have it on recording, to go back to what you were saying, that is a thing. That's something I'm okay with. Like, I'm cool with it because now the memory is so beautiful that I'm like, I don't really even care what it sounded like that night because well, everybody fucking loved it. Right. But I'm at a point now where, with that specifically, sure. I wish the recording, because we watched <laughs> the whole video because there was an iPad. So I know what I sounded like. I know what the whole band sounded like. Yeah, We've already analyzed yeah. it all. I did watch that, but I, I kind of forget how it went yeah i kind of don't want to revisit well only because like i grew from that already right so you guys all have you're like a different band now even yeah. in march you know yeah i think so you too. played like probably 30 shows or something since then yeah. so a so lot. um yeah oh yeah to go back and to go back to um what i was saying earlier like messing up yeah Whenever we the Astro Theater show, the first song we did was Goon, and I has like 
You know, everything there was dramatic. <laughs> this is a real thing for me, you know? Yeah. Everything was a dramatic effect. I'm going to make this like a real performance, right? Yeah. So I'm not coming out with the band. I'm going to like make my moment, right? Right. Whenever the vocals, Which, you know. Which, in the beginning, let's just say we shut the lights off in the theater, yeah. smoke machines on, the, uh, no, what was that song? What's the intro? The, the Mandalorian the, theme song. The Mandalorian yeah. theme song. So it's this epic adventurous theme yeah. song their logos playing with some clouds and then it's like and then yeah. here comes the band they do like a rumble and then they start in here comes luke so then here comes lucas it's freaking amazing like chord like everyone's so excited this ch the, the song starts everyone's like whoa this is actually really cool right well i come <laughs> running out well <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, okay? Keep in oh mind. Oh god. Keep in mind. I'm watching it in my head. Before the show, Rylan, at least I think and Thielen, insisted we need cool rugs. It just makes the stage right. look so cool. So you there's know? like five fucking So we need rugs. rugs. So there's rugs fucking everywhere. And I was a little worried about the rugs because like I we just never have rugs. So I was like yeah. But like I was like, yeah, rugs are cool though, so whatever. It looked cool. So when I ran out, this stupid ass rug, I literally like I ran out. And I was, I literally thought in my head, holy shit, I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally going to fall <laughs> off the stage into the crowd. Like, I literally thought, like, because you were running. I saw my life flash before my eyes, okay? I was like, oh, I'm so fuck. glad you caught yourself. I know, me too, because if I didn't, like, I, I don't even know what I would have done. I would have been laying on the ground. I'm like, well, I guess I got to go you perform now. You might have fucking you know? hurt, dude. It's like a four foot drop. Well, not only me. But I could have put somebody else in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. You know, I oh was like, I literally thought to myself, like, and it's amazing. That moment made me realize the amount of thoughts you can have in a split second. Yeah, and that's how true. Because it happened. It happened within like literally half a second. Right. You tripped over this rug in the center of the stage, and kind of grabbed the mic and like caught yourself right before. Yeah. You fell off the stage. Yeah, and and I. Oof. So I stood back up and I just like, you know what? It is what it is immediately because yeah. look where I am, you know? I know. And, but immediately though, that's a real person. So not exactly. about it, you know, exactly. it's a, it's a story to tell a memory and you know, and dude, it wasn't like, it's me too. You know, that's yes. kind of shit that happens to you me. You did every not. Day. That's the thing though. You did not try to play it off. Like that didn't just happen. You're like, Fuck. <laughs> and then I even like immediately after we started doing Heartful of Soul and I was like, you know, let me step away from the mic stand. You know, it's cool to do like a like put your one foot up on something, you know. Yeah. So I put it on the this monitor thinking <laughs> that it's fine. Well then the monitor starts wobbling and I was like, Whoa shit, I'm gonna fall again. Like, okay, yeah, I gotta quit I gotta falling over. So yeah. collect yourself, you know. Yeah. And uh I'm just a clumsy person in general. And I didn't know it. I didn't ever want to admit that, but I just am. So whatever. At yeah. this point, you know. Own it, dude. Yeah, it is what it is. It is. It's fun sometimes. I wonder so, how tall the Louder Than Life stage is. I'd hate to fall off that fucking sucker. Very, very tall. Probably like but eight feet or something. I'm not going to get too close to the edge there. We'll, yeah. be good. we'll be good. I'm a lot better at being conscious of where I am. Sure. Because. And that night, dude, you were so excited at the Astra. It was just like. Of explosion, here he comes, and Whoa. then boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was honestly amazing. But then you turn around and have 
an epic fucking night, dude. Yeah. Astro, everybody had their phones out and like it was beautiful. And moments like that. It was awesome. And then people well, like the sound guy, he never heard us prior. I don't even think he looked us up. I don't think so either. He walked over to me right after the show and he's like, You did a really good job, man. I'm like, Thank you, thank you. He's like, No. Like, I think that's the future of rock and roll. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. He's like, No, I'm serious. Yeah. And I was like, Holy shit, dude. This is I'm like, Well, that's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. I didn't even like I was like like someone being you can tell when someone's just saying good job and like they know you did good or maybe they're not into the music sure, or something sure but you can tell when someone's like like holy like no i'm serious like yes you like this is something else and that's what really makes me feel like that this is where i belong like mm -hmm. this is where i feel like this group of people belongs together yeah and I mean, I'm 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 hoping Caden listens to this. But whenever Caden said he was going to college, like prior to him actually making that decision and like yeah. going to college far away, prior yeah. to making that decision, it was like we knew it might happen. So right, because he this, just graduated high school this right. year, and yeah. everybody's whenever he gets that age, I I totally understand. Sure, you know it's his own life. You know, just like anybody's. If anybody really feels like in their heart they have to do something else, like. Everybody right. has to go to their own path. Like, you know, you can't even and at just that in a time, relationship. At that time, you finished up your tour. Right. At the end of the summer, he had an opportunity to possibly go to LA to mm -hmm. college for music. It's so like this is before the competition. It's before the competition. the The future of the band is like uh, kind of. It's not up in the air, but it's open to just like, well, whatever happens next happens. Or there's like this for sure thing in LA. So I yes, I understand the like like the so, decision, the crossing the right. road. Like, what am I gonna do? Right. So my point is in saying that um, he didn't go to college. By the way, no, he didn't. At least he's not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. is he's here. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but but the point of bringing that up is whenever prior to him actually making that decision of going. Yeah. Um. You know, I didn't really like. I didn't understand the gravity of it because we had thought it might happen, but we didn't know. And mm -hmm. we're like, if it does, you know, we all still want to pursue it, and it makes yeah. sense that he, you know, wants to do something else. But um, so we'll have to, you know, probably find a new bass player. Maybe Rylan and Teelan or me can do some bass things until sure. you know, as far as recording, take a little break from live performances until we find someone, or maybe we just have a fill in for live shows, and yeah. the three of us will just be the writers or something like that. You yeah. know. But then whenever he actually sent us the message, I was like, it actually like sunk in. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Like, it just doesn't feel like, it didn't feel like, um, like it was supposed to happen, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And that was, and that was something new for me, I guess, because everything until that point, like every milestone we hit, it felt like it was supposed to happen until yeah. this is a new kind of, which it makes sense because you know this is like a like uh, a negative, and the rest yeah. were, you know, a lot of them are positives. Obviously, Noah's death didn't feel like it was supposed to happen, right? Well, but you like losing that bandmate but was Thielen, not expected. Teelan felt like it was supposed to happen given the past, right? And right. really, I mean, shit. It's like it, when Noah passed away, the future of the band was so up in the air. It's like, is this thing gonna continue? What's gonna happen? What does it mean? Everybody was like halted and kind of in shambles for like 
you know, a while and, you know, still like it's everybody's still moving on in their own way, like Mm -hmm. coping with it. But like, I think that the best way that you got, like the way that you guys handled Noah's passing was the way to handle it. It's like, Mm -hmm. I know that people, because people have given me feedback, let's call it, that that the quality of the record could have been better. And it's, I know it comes down to, well, we used demo drums. We used drums recorded in Ryland's grandma's fucking living room uh, two years ago or whenever that was, a year and a half ago, like a long time ago. And we used them, chose to use them mm-hmm. w- because Noah played them and then he passed away. But once people know that this, know the situation. The story, yeah. I think then they listen to it and it just makes everything feel right. Yeah. Whenever I I still listen to that album just because and I mean still. I mean yeah. it's our album, right? But I, I, I will go to it just like because I want to listen to something. I'll listen to our own album because it's just it captures something and that's so meaningful to me that nothing else can, you know. Yeah. And so Well, in the further away that I like at least for me I listened to like half of it this morning when I dropped off my son. Uh, and like when I listen to it now, I'm pretty far away from it. You know, like we're we're like six months out of the release. Mm-hmm. Like we've been working on it for like a year ago. You know, like we've been, it's like, like a long way. It feels like it's like kind of far away now. A lot has happened since that record. And when I listen to it now, I can kind of listen to it detached so I can appreciate it more. Like, for example, um, and I was going to say this anyway, but like when I listen to your vocals, I don't hear them the same way now that I did then. Cause Me when, too. Like when I hear them now, I'm like, damn, these sound good, dude. Like, not that I didn't think they sounded good, but I, when you're so close to it, you don't know whether it's good or bad. You're just like, yeah. this is what we're making. Especially whenever you're the one singing. Right. You know, but I mean, we did a lot of vocals, just you and I right. in this room, in this room right. that we're in right yeah. now. So and it's like, you also hard to saw judge. me. You watched me grow yeah. as a vocalist. So so as I as I was getting better, you know, it's hard to notice these things until right. it's subtle, but like Right. Yeah. Um but the thing is about bands, especially rock bands too, is, I mean, how many times have you listened to a rock band and uh, and you listen to them, right? And the, at first you're like, I don't really like the singer. And then you just like yeah. listen to them more and you're like, I, I don't, it's weird because you listen to it now and you're like, I don't know how to hear it differently. Like I like him so much now. Yeah. You know, it's like a weird, and especially Dude, I did not, too. I did not like Greta Van Fleet in the beginning. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. But now like on the new record, especially it she just sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. And, but I know he's fucking amazing. Yeah. What's but at his first name? I, um, Andy, no, no. uh, Andrew? Josh, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is one name Andrew? No, it's Josh, Sam, Jake, and then Danny is the drummer. Okay. Jesus. I was way off. Yeah, I don't Andrew? know Andrew. The fuck? I don't know Andrew. Anyway, <laughs> what's his name? Jake, you said? Or no, Josh? Jake's a guitar player. Josh is a singer. Lead singer, yes. Yeah. That dude's amazing. And Ryland said in concert, he's fucking even better. No, I've seen them three times now. Yeah. And yeah, he blows me away every time. Especially, I mean, like, I'm always amazed by 
instruments, right? Sure. But like now that I know, I'm kind of like I'm, I'm familiar with singing now. So sure. Whenever I watch, like I can really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, and he's one of the best I've seen live, and I've seen so many fucking bands live, and uh, like the I would say the majority of people who um I who who I've seen perform aren't even close to his level. Which is awesome. And it's just, it's insane. It really is. Yeah. Like it's, but also a lot of the bands I see are like old 85 guys. years old. Yeah. You know, <laughs> old so, legends. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, still. But you're right. I mean, like, like I, I always liked Led Zeppelin, but now when I listen to Led Zeppelin, I'm like, whew. No, dude, me too. That is insane. The stuff I do is fucking nuts. Right. But but even like so this morning I was listening. I've always liked Electric Love, mm -hmm. um, the last song on your record. But for some reason today, when I heard it in like in succession, so mm -hmm. like like I listened to um, let's see, I listened to Sh Fear Your Life, Shadow, uh, Sparkle, the, uh, Do the Eye Sparkle. Mm -hmm. Like I like how the album slows down now. Yeah. Like I can really appreciate that. I'm not just like, okay, I know this song already, so I'm skipping through. But it's like I like listen to it, then I hear um, Natural Forces, yeah, and then here comes Electric Love, and when it kicks back in after two songs of not having that kick in, and like, dude, like when I heard Electric Love today, I fucking cranked it because I was like, holy shit, dude. We, I think that song. There's a couple songs on the record, but that song I think, for me, that's that might be the one that I'm most like in terms of how the record turned out. I'm most proud of how that the record turned out. Drums on that out on that song mm -hmm. sound amazing. They fit the song so well. I love it. Yeah, and you can feel the kick drum, and you can hear that the was snare the one whack. song too. Actually. I know exactly what you're talking about because a few days ago I had that exact, um, I don't know if it's epiphany, but like yeah, that exact feeling. Feel, like I listened to Electric Love again and I was like, like, it's like I was alone, but it's almost like as if I was looking around, like, are you guys not like hearing this? Yeah. Like, you know, Holy like, Holy shit. Like, it's, it amazes because you yeah. don't even realize sometimes. You don't even like know until you just give it, give some things a rest when you're in the I moment. I know, I know. And also when you're in the moment, because it's different live now. It is, yeah. But and it's really good live. I, yeah. I love that song. I feel like it. And Teelan's kind of done his own thing. He's adopted his own right. rhythm, you know. And um, and but, uh, yeah, the chorus riffs are just fucking amazing. They rip, dude. And I don't, I don't like. Try, I'm not trying to like like say anything of myself by this but i'm i'm really like amazed at myself for coming up with that melody mm -hmm. because for the chorus because it's something that like it doesn't it, it's something that i like i if it was somewhere if it was someone else i would think how did they come up with yeah that? it just it's came simple out of dude it's simple but it's nice well it's like Electric love yeah. coming down on me, that one nice touch of electricity. And then it goes, Ah, whoa, I have got to find a way. And all that is just like, it fits. Not, it fits, but it's, it's just, it keeps, it's yeah. just weird, kind of though. Yeah. It, it's, but that is, it's, it's, it's such a counter to like the, the riffs. Yep. And 
and it just feels good. I think it agreed. The whole thing is just nice. And I want to give you credit or or whatever. I like give you like nod my hat to you for holding your ground cuz during the production of that song, I pushed on more than one occasion for you to write or sing some sort of opening verse. I thought that I thought that that song needed uh, like the bass line comes in and then when the drums come in and the guitar riff comes in, I'm like, this needs a verse before the chorus comes in. And you're like, no, I don't think it does. I really don't. And I'm like, what the fuck? And at the end of the day, you were right. Because like when I hear that song coming out of, in context of the album especially, coming out of the two slower songs, like lower key songs, and then that hits, the chorus hits, yeah. it makes the chorus so big and so impactful. So like, and kudos to you for staying your ground. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, to the time I strongly disagreed with you. Yeah. Well, that's just, that's the thing with the team, you know? I know. You know? It's back and forth. Yeah. Sometimes it works, or like sometimes you give and sometimes you take. Right. Or whatever. And push and That whole pull. album was that, I think. Yeah. Because not only for us, but I mean, you had a much bigger... Uh, influence on that first album than you will on any other right. future Strangers record. Right. But it was also your first rock yes, project. project. So all of us, including yourself, were learning. Learning, <laughs> you know? Yep. And we were using drums that the drummer was not here right. to fix or to give his input. So it was all like, uh, what and, do we do? And the three of us aren't drummers either, you know? Right. We just knew if something didn't sound right, we should change it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And a little insight on Electric Love. We did some trickery. You cannot fucking tell at all that Electric Love, the it's way pieced. that the drums yeah, are pieced. They're like at least two, maybe three takes pieced together to create what is now the drum track, which we laid all the additional instruments over top of. Because, you can't tell. Because the song, the song structure of Electric Love in the demo recordings was different. much different than the to yeah. that than the final recording. It was. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Was the original longer, or yeah, it just had two breakdown sections? It was. Like, I don't even remember how it was. We have the demo, so we go back and listen at some point. Yeah, but, that'd be cool. But uh, oh, I should go back and listen to some of them. I want to listen. <sighs> what? If you listen to the demo vocals, oh man. <laughs> Dude, that was I your mean, first time ever concept, singing on a studio, yeah. like in a mic. And, and you know, the weirdest feeling I remember was uh, tempting to keep time, like yes. in the demo recordings, because because you were singing know. over a pre-recorded track, and the, and, the, and then getting the the vocal mixed with the music in yeah. your headphones is so. I just didn't know what to ask for. I didn't know what to expect i didn't know how yeah. to handle anything yeah and it was just kind of like well like i'm messing up and then everyone's just getting frustrated because i'm taking so long but i'm like yeah. I, I don't know how to do this you know right but now i really feel like i can go <laughs> and it might take a few tries to get the perfect performance but i really feel like i can tackle it much more efficiently now oh yeah dude you know? from the from the time that that happened to the final i don't even know what the was it electric love maybe that was the last track that we recorded together Maybe? No, I think it might have been Sweet Holly was the last one that we did. Okay, that. okay. Well, at least vocals. Okay. And then... Oh, yeah. It was Sweet Holly because you came in yeah. 
and just knocked it out. Yeah. You knew what you wanted and like, we just fucking point, did you know, it. And we already had a flow going. We knew what microphone set up, like how to set the preamps. Like we had everything kind of like ready at that point for you to like know what you wanted. Right. Versus when we first ever, dude, I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing when we did the demos. I still don't know that really what I'm doing, but By I'm getting way, a lot better results. Yeah. Today. I want to say you mix and mastered Miss Cocaine, correct? Alice the Dog I did. song. I, I, I think you did a really good job on that. Appreciate and I know that. like the drums were. They're fake. Yeah. Well, not but, fake, but they're real, but they're fake. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, whatever, you know. They're not fake. They're programmed. Right. Yes, which so, happens a lot these days, by the way. Programmed, could you briefly explain what pro what you mean by programmed? Because e I'm not really exactly sure what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So the drummer, uh, Zach, who's really, really good. Yeah, he's a good drummer. He's really I good. I like him a lot. Yes. And, but... When he brought when they brought this song in, he brought his drum kit and he's like, uh, but he made a demo recording and he's like, uh, he said, can I show you the demo drums? And at first I'm like, no, like I don't give a shit about demo drums, like program drums, like digital drums that he made on his laptop. Mm. Who cares? But that was the demo that they had re that they had written the song to. Okay. So he brought that in, but he also brought his whole kit cuz I insisted that he bring his whole kit. Brought his whole kit. We set every like we before we set everything up though. He's like, "Can I at least just play this for you?" He's like, "I he ha he has some, something called Easy Drummer, which is a programming software where like you literally can select the kick uh, the drum kit that you want mm -hmm. and you go in there and you write all the drum parts in MIDI. So it's like you you uh you like create little dots on a grid that triggers the yeah. samples. So he's like, Can I just show it to you? I'm like, sure. So we pull it up on the monitors, I crank it, plays it, and I'm like, Holy shit, this sounds real. Because yeah. he this is the thing though. It takes, in my opinion, a real drummer to know how to make like digital drums, sample drums, like what what's called program drums. It takes a real drummer to know how to make those sound like a real drummer because like he put in like I it's the velocities and it's like the little tick, 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 like the like when to hit the bell on the ride yeah. versus when to hit the the full body of it so he when he showed me it i'm like oh this sounds real dude and it wasn't perfectly timed it's like and so we were like let's just use these and if we don't like it we'll record real drums but we ended up really liking it, so we stuck Which with Which is those. super interesting to me because, personally, I'm extremely passionate on keeping everything real. real. But to each their own. Like, that's not to put yes. down anyone else. Just, that's just the I, way am I am, too, when it comes to rock and yeah. roll. I want real drums. But in this case, I'm like, I don't think people are going to tell unless yeah. they know. But that song, that song is really and good. It fits the song. That song is good. Yeah. I feel like it's also, based on like me seeing them live a few times and I listened yeah. to their first record and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that song is a little bit more them. I feel like yeah. it makes more sense for... Which is funny because when they brought it in, Jackson, their lead singer, he said, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this track. He's like, it's so different than what we're used to. But, but I, I think, think it's because they're finding new territory yeah. for themselves. Because it's like, it's like, it's got, it's got a... Um, I want to call it like a like a hyper real feel. You know what I mean? It's a little more not electronic, but it's got that feeling of it. Well, like at first, at first, whenever I first listened to Atlas of the Dogs, 
immediately thought like Chevelle and those kind of bands. Yeah, that's what a I, lot of people say. Right. Uh, Soundgarden. But lead vocals. The Miss um, Cocaine feels like different. New. You know, it feels yeah. like new. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm going to tell them that. So, well, hopefully they can just listen, they'll listen to this. I hope so. Hopefully. Yeah. But, but yeah, dude, I think that uh, that's what it takes for every band. I would say the same with you guys now. Like, I don't really know. Some of the songs on your first record, I thought that they sounded like people, but now I really can't even tell you, you know, what, that, I, what I, that was. I also don't mean to say anything about this talking about myself again either, sure. but I really don't know who I sound like. Like, if someone says, I don't like, who do you, like, they like say, like, compare yourself to a, another band or like another yeah. singer. I don't know who the fuck to say because, like, we need to ask somebody else. Right. Like, we need to ask somebody who doesn't know you. Yeah. Well, like, even the people I get compared to, like, the bigger artist, who? uh, like Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction. Okay. I just don't think I really sound like him. He, Damn, we already flew by an hour and a half. Or really? an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's the timer that says we got to wrap it up in a few minutes. Okay. Because I got something to do in a little bit. But Oh, that's fine. But but anyway, let's keep going just for like a little bit longer. Yeah. But I agree. Other than there has been a couple times where I have heard this feeling where I'm like, holy shit, you kind of got like a Robert Plant meets somebody heavy <laughs> huh well, only listen- recently though this has only been super recently okay yeah cool. well i listen to a lot of metal which only i mean it has to influence me because i sure. listen to it every day right yeah but and if you listen to shadow you hear a little bit of a growl and right shadow. but in our new songs though i think I think a little bit more of that influence is sneaking in. But I like listening to metal where the singers don't sing like metal singers, right? Yeah. Well, they Screams do in their and own. growls and you right. don't do any of that shit. Right. I do, Not I do it shit. subtly, I, at least. Yeah. I've learned to appreciate it a lot working with heavier bands. But Yeah. Well, I've, I've gotten into some bands like Spirit Box where mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. But personally, my favorite metal bands that I listen to more frequently are like Metallica and like yeah. Megadeth. Yeah. Megadeth is probably my favorite band. I know. <laughs> the new album came out <laughs> and holy like I keep trying and to you like, account for a fourth of the streams. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have five million monthly listeners now. Holy fuck. I mean, why am I surprised? I don't know. I just didn't know Megadeth was that big. Well because I don't know I you introduced yeah. me to Megadeth. Yeah. But I love And it Megadeth. is not my kind of music. And but. their new record You know You love it? There's there's two songs that I don't like. The rest of it, I'm just like this is so fucking good. And <laughs> I keep getting in the car and I don't know what, like, I'm, I'm like, I need to listen to something else. Like, I'm going to burn out, yeah. but I can't. Like, I just keep like, fuck, I just want to hear that one song again. Yeah. Because I just love it. But, but I've also been waiting for this album for like two fucking years. Okay. Dude, and I'm it's like, the COVID album. Everybody's releasing their well, COVID albums. Um, Dave Mustaine, the singer and mm-hmm. lead guitar player, or whatever, he, he <laughs> actually, he announced the album and then they're going to go on tour with like Ozzy Osbourne or something. And then Ozzy Osbourne like canceled his whole tour. Like as he has been for the past couple of years, you know, it sounds good to him. Then it gets close. He's like, I actually don't feel like fucking doing it. Well, he, it's, he has his own health problems. Okay. Ozzy does. But then Dave Mustaine, the singer, uh, he got throat cancer. So that was a delay on the album. And I didn't know that. Yeah. But he's cancer free now. Okay. Um, and he's cancel free now, by the way, too. He hasn't canceled a show since. 
Yeah, I, I don't think so. At least <laughs> yeah, I, was just saying. I don't really know. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then COVID, of course, affects everything. You know? Yeah. So there are some delays, which makes total sense. But it builds the anticipation. It did, and yeah. I think the album is because it was worrying me too. Because it's like, man, if this album isn't fucking amazing, then it's gonna be bad. <laughs> All the weight was because not the anticipation worth it. for like the metal and community, or yes. just the Megadeth community, was so high that yeah. But it's good. I like it a lot. Good. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and something I was gonna say right before that was like talking about how. I don't know what to compare your first record to, yeah. but your new stuff with Teelan on the drums, like I feel like you guys have really like, and I mean this in the most loving, most respectful, most honest way. Like you guys, you guys have closed the first chapter of your career, which was Noah on the drums and Teelan playing Noah's songs. You still play all those songs because they're your, your original works, but I just mean we probably will the stuff. Still, you know, yes, like, yeah, throughout our whole career, right? If we'll probably throw in Sweet Holly or something, right? right. Or Electric yeah. Love and yeah. shit. But but the new music that you're writing and that is coming out is like a whole nother thing, and I love it. But it's I love it. It's still. It's still the strangers, the though. The strangers, yeah. It is for sure. But I mean, I'm it's three so out of four excited. of the originals, so. I'm so excited to have something fresh with, uh, like just something new. Like I want, yeah. Like, like I want people to listen to it and be like, yeah. But dude, this is what's cool. I don't know if any of you have really recognized this because I was talking to Rylan and Rylan, I could just tell he's getting angsty. He's like, I just want to put out new music and all this shit. Me and I'm too. Like, yeah, of course, everybody, like that's always so exciting. Yeah. But I'm like, mm -hmm. but you guys are in a great position. From the outside looking in, you guys are in a great position because you're about to play the biggest show of your careers, mm -hmm. your dream show. You, you should set a new goal after this, by the way, so you have something bigger. It's like, you want to be on the DW circuit or something. I don't know, but like, but you have... I have a what, few goals already. Okay, cool. But after this sh big show in Louisville at the end of the month, whoever sees you there, like if you get, notif if you get noticed and somebody wants to work, like somebody bigger wants to take mm -hmm. you guys on, you have literally a second record in your back pockets ready to be produced like ready to be made you know what i mean um uh, basically which yeah. is so we want essentially i should say yeah i'll go ahead and say this because like sure. at, at our at our level it's not really it doesn't really matter to be like yeah. too cryptic or you know right like, tease things you know but i'd say we have like we have like I, I don't really know five six seven songs done right yeah um new songs but it feels like it still needs some more elements at least to me like c sharp song you know that it doesn't have yet yeah. so um before we actually record a yeah i think we're gonna call it the way i see it yeah that's fine but in parentheses just put yes. c sharp minor yeah so uh i think if we still need to write more but you know, allowing time for that too, because you guys have been busy, man. Yeah, really fucking busy. Yeah, you're I a even, grassroots organization. Yeah, I even like just took a break from school entirely. Did just, you? Yeah, I yeah, took a so full semester off at least. You're dead, Maybe you're the rest full of the year. In. All yeah. right. I'm every day pretty much. It's been wake up. Okay, what can I do to improve? Like, like it's either I got to go 
get t-shirts sold or I got to, yeah. you know, answer some emails or I got to figure out uh, things for our new website and things for our new online store, you know, yeah. or, you know, band practice <laughs> or, or, or band practice or uh, sometimes there's the mood to write lyrics. So I just write awesome. lyrics. And Dude. Okay. Hold on. We're going to have to wrap this up, but I want uh, like in the not so, maybe after your big show, if you have time, yeah, I want to do this again because I literally have like six questions that are all about songwriting and your history and like a bunch of other shit that we didn't even talk about today. It's going to be a three hour Joe Rogan episode. <laughs> literally, dude, we didn't even get into songwriting or like no, any of that shit. I'm going to be totally honest. Okay. I need to get better at having conversations because. I just like my brain just starts going and whenever I get in these <laughs> moods, I'm like, I hope Wes understands who he's having on to this podcast. Yes, I know you because well I don't know enough. how good I am at podcast talking, you know, yeah. because I just talk and I yes. just, it, my mind just rolls and then yeah. honestly, I think you did a great job today. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank it was you interesting yeah. and we have a, but it's an exciting time. So there's a lot of interesting shit to talk about, like the show going on, new shit happening. So it was fun. Yeah, I thought so too. Hold on, before you leave, I do want to do this. There's a segment at the end I yes. call Don't Think, Just I've been Act. excited for this. Okay, so I'm going to rifle off 10 terms and uh, or items or names, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Megadeth. Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hot tea with honey. Um, feels right. Yeah, ritual. Yeah, because you, you, that's the thing. Most memorable stranger moment so far. Um, the first thing came to mind is all of them, but let's just think of something a little bit uh, better. Uh, Jesus. You know, there first was thing. a moment. There was a moment in the. Uh, well, there's been a couple of these moments. Okay, but there was a moment in the um at least this is the most memorable right now i guess in the noah benefit concert when we were performing one of our new songs called goodbye mm -hmm. that was the first time i legitimately felt emotional like my eyes started getting tears mm. and i felt emotional other times but i mean this is like real emotion mm -hmm. like this felt so connected to mm -hmm. the music mm -hmm. you know and I was like getting teary eyed and I was, you know, that's beautiful. And, and almost like you can almost hear my voice, but I don't think this, I haven't been able to hear a recording from it, but that was something else. Awesome. You know, that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's personal too. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Favorite album all time. Uh, what came to mind? Okay. I, I go more based on like genre. Yeah. So my favorite metal album all time. Megadeth's Rust in Peace. It's pure <laughs> How many albums ago was that? Uh, it was in the 90s. It came out in the 90s. Okay, okay. So a while ago. Okay. And then... Give I, me a rock album. I used to love Appetite for Destruction. I thought it was the best thing ever. Oh, but I yeah. haven't listened to it in a while. Guns and Roses. Yeah. So now I think like, you know, uh, there's some the Zeppelin, like Zeppelin 3. I love yes. Zeppelin 3. You know, it's a great one. Some good... Really All good Zeppelin albums. records are really yeah, good. Yeah. Black Sabbath Volume 4. I love that record too. Black so. Sabbath's first record. I don't... I may have just been... It was just called Black Sabbath, but I've listened to that one maybe 10 times in the last year. 
That's a great fucking record. It is Early really Black it is Sabbath. really cool. It reminds I used to me not kind really of like it guys, that much, but, but now I do. Yeah, it reminds me sort of the Strangers a little bit. Okay, favorite song all time. I don't know. Favorite two songs, three songs. I I don't know anymore. What's a song that you really like? Uh, <laughs> Holy Wars, Megadeth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay astra theater uh nothing shy of absolutely fucking insane <laughs> <laughs> okay wally <laughs> see like you can't ask me wally because i listen to rylan's and i'm just like opus you know <laughs> i know i was scared to put that because i was like i wanted to ask similar ones but i was like i don't want to for some reason but... the word the name richard comes to mind Richard? I don't know why. Dick? No, <laughs> just Richard. Richard. Okay, that's fine. Idol? Billy. Okay. Strangers album number two? Uh, seductive. <laughs> Coming soon, we all hope. Sharing the same stage as Alice in Chains? Meaningful. Which I do. When I wrote that question, I didn't know the meaning. Or I didn't recognize the meaning. So I know it now, and that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, I hope I get to meet the guys. Who knows? I do too. Who knows? I do too. All right. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so proud of you guys. Well, thank you I so feel much. Like, I feel like um, when I'm there on Sunday, September 25th, watching you guys, I feel like it's kind of like a... I feel like it's kind of like a high school football coach who goes to a college game and sees their like their star players playing uh playing the fucking against the big dogs and like it just seems like such a big deal and you guys deserve so much credit for getting yourselves there. Like I'm honored to have helped in some ways, but like at this point I feel like you guys are on a on a rocket headed headed up and well something- I'm just happy to have helped be the elon musk to build it and yeah and light the motherfucker no no i really i'm serious like i think about this decently frequently Mm -hmm. like i often wonder where the fuck we would have been if you hadn't like just came in and kick-started you know Mm -hmm. and I just think like it was another thing it was supposed to happen dude absolutely because like think about like think about it's it's another thing. It, it it put you on your own path too. I feel it like. did. And it and look at this. Like you just look around this room. We're at Wally Opus Studios right now. Yeah. And it's just like, it's another stem from it's this. It just goes to show it how does. much of an impact it really has had on like, I guess impact technically is the right word, but whatever. No, it has on all of us. Yeah, but like. Whatever. My English like, teacher went through this whole thing one time where impact is not the right word to use because impact <laughs> is like you know like a punch you know right and I'm and then I uh, effect yeah. influence yeah. whatever yeah yeah whatever the impact yeah whatever the the left whatever yes. yeah impact is fine to use for this situation right I just had right. to correct myself because my English teacher drilled it in my freaking brain mm-hmm. like and then we had a whole argument of like no actually words the meaning of words change so it is fine to use and he's like well. You know, so whatever. Yes, yeah. But, but you're right, dude. I remember when Rylan first texted me 
because that was my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. Yeah. Her cousin, who was in a played guitar in a band, mm -hmm. and he texted me, "Hey, do you record bands?" I'm like, I just moved back from LA. I'm like, uh. I, I didn't even own any microphone. I mean, I had like two microphones and they were not worth recording. Like I, I'm like, well, I really don't know how, but uh, I could like figure it out. And then I went to the jam room and heard you guys play for the first time, this tiny little fucking box. Heard you guys play. That it was so room. loud, but oh it was great. I was a, I was like, yes, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I want to help, man. I you get guys a little emotional. Talk. You just did it. Yeah. I get a little emotional thinking about this. Mm -hmm. I remember that first memory. And this actually, I might take back what I said about the most, uh, <laughs> the best moment. When I first walked into that jam room, I sat in there, I looked, you know, you look around and I felt, this is real life rock and roll. You go in that fucking building. <laughs> There's roaches. The toilet it doesn't work. Like it felt like, like I was like in like a cigarettes. 1980s, like yeah. It, it felt like there should be a guy over scary. there shooting up heroin yeah. and the rats crawling around with coke, you know, off yes. shippers' ass or something like. Right. Like it, it was like just crazy. Who knows what you the know? people next door are doing? And it felt like there's guns. We were. No, there's not. Yeah, and my mom, fuck, I, don't know. I, I remember like going home and I was like, I'm not telling my mom any of this because it feels so fucking cool. But yeah. like if she knew, she'd probably be like, you're not. Because you're like a junior in high school or a senior. Yeah. Or so, like you're like a young and guy. And Noah found that place and he was like sharing a room with like someone else. So we're like, we only had to yes. pay like $30 a month because like we were sharing that I room with two that. other people. Yeah, and their shit was in the corner, which they never really used it. No, so we just got really lucky at first. But yeah. then it started getting, you know, we got a new room and everything was small room, more expensive. And and uh, that bathroom is probably the most disgusting in America. I'm not even kidding. Like it's, it's where you can 100% safe to say like you're better off not washing your hands like yes yeah like, that's true it's a hundred percent outside like just take shit no outside. if someone's shit in that toilet they literally put signs do not fucking shit in that <laughs> bathroom use your toilet at home you know like the, the owners get so pissed like we can't dude, flush it would just sit in there no. there's no flushing but if you're if you sat on that toilet you're guaranteed to get stds or some shit yes. like or like like fucking malaria or something you know ebola dude. like the damn thing like that place is disgusting but it was it and you know you walk in that bat like yeah the hallway smelled so bad but once you got in your room you didn't really <laughs> notice it like looking back all that though just kind of like that, that's it it, it was its own vibe dude, you know watch the documentary the first scene of the documentary yeah, is yeah. me filming the walls saying i gotta capture this for the strangers documentary one day and like I hope to God that that sticks around, that people recognize, like, dude, I, do you remember one time? God damn it. I do have to go to sick. But okay. do you remember that one time that that lady came down the hall and chewed Noah's Were ass? Were you there? I was there. What? I was standing there, yeah. Was James was there. No? Did he, she do it on multiple occasions? I guess she had to He might have been there when I was there, too. But There was a time when James came over and jammed and this lady like walks in there and was like, Can you sell me some weed? And Noah's like, Well, like, no, basically. No, this right? wasn't yeah, this was a different time. Okay. I don't even know what time you're necessarily talking about then, but then she was like she was getting very upset, like, 
I will do things for you. Like if you're ever in trouble, you just say my name, and like I, I mean, I will be there for you, and you won't even give she me. She wanted weed. to smoke that bad. And but we were that. like, but Noah was like, why? Like, what do you, what do you want me to do? I, I can't give you weed. Like, I don't fucking have any weed. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? Right. Yeah. And you know, but that was part of it too. Being around like some people that are like I know. interesting personalities. Dicey you know? dude. You didn't know. Yeah, very colorful people like that. But one time she came in. She was like down the hall, but she just chewed Noah's ass. You're playing behind the beat. If you're oh. gonna be in a band, you gotta like, dude. Just and we're yes. all like, what the fuck is she doing? We don't even know this lady. No, she was like judging us. And Noah, yeah, who at the time was like, we all were like, did like we were all just like, Noah's so fucking good. So like, <laughs> she, for her to come in like during that specific performance, I, I remember he like dropped his drumstick. So at one point he was like. Hitting it with one, you know, it was, with one hand, yeah, yeah. and then she comes in and she's like, "You're a whore. like you don't even know." If and you're gonna like, take this serious, like blah blah. blah. <laughs> but dude, Fuck. I'm just gonna say some of the Evansville bands are pretty good, but some of those bands that she was playing on her little cassette recorder or whatever the fuck it was, yeah. saying like holding them some pedestal, were like, okay, I don't think her <laughs> opinion's very valid, right? You know? Right. Yes, uh, agreed. So on that note, <laughs> we'll the jam wrap this room up. though, the jam room was fucking the jam awesome, room's epic, you know, dude. And a lot of that. a lot of Evansville bands can credit the jam room with being yes. an epic place. That's the place, you know. That's all. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I don't know if I'm even allowed to give away the location because it's like, nah, don't even give no, it. Away. I'm not Just say to. what it is. But it was a place where. All this place is for, like, is for bands. So they take, they took this it's an old, old office building. Yes. Yeah. But they sectioned off the rooms with drywall and shit. Yeah. They yeah. threw a couple outlets in each room. And then bands will go and rent out a space for a practice space. So like you don't have to practice, you know, like your mom's something. basement or something. Yeah. And yeah, it was like 130 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, some shit like that. It's so loud. And uh, yeah, so you walk in there and you write your schedule on the door. Bands try to do different schedules, right? So you don't play the same. Yeah. But like, everybody's all it always is stealing is, each other's heaters, and, and it's bands all it's and, all it's all rock and metal bands too. Yeah. There's no like hip hop or no. Nah, there's none of that. No, no, no. Which I mean, they wouldn't really need it anyways. But right, they got their bedroom. But yeah, and the guys that would run that place were just like their own people too. You mm -hmm. know, so the whole vibe was just screamed rock and roll. And in Evansville. There's not much. There's like not places like that. No, you know? it's not like where you're. You need those places. Yeah. As 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 crazy as they are, they're so vital to the it's scene, so the inspiring. small little scene that we have. It's so inspiring, and the amount of lyrics that came up in that stoop. You know, a you lot have your of original like set lists and records, like written, uh, like written song lists, written on the side of the wall there. And like some of the. And I think like a lot of like the more deeper meaningful stuff from like what I was thinking about at the time was influenced by the vibe of the jam room. Like yeah. whenever it comes to like Goon or something like that, you know, it felt yeah. like I was at the jam room. Whenever I sing that song, it feels like I'm back at the jam room. Yeah. When I was at the jam room, it felt like that I was supposed to say based on the setting that I was in, you know? Yeah. So a lot of the work, I mean, all of the work really came out of that. I remember hearing really, Sweet Holly for the first time there. It wasn't finished, but it was like the riff. Yeah. No, little, I remember you being there too, yeah. and and uh, Noah couldn't. Noah make wasn't that there. Practice. Yeah. You know, we were just kind of showing you some shit because you just came by. I liked that one. And yeah, Sweet Holly was. I remember that same day too. Yeah, 
And then I think the only other time that I really distinctly remember working on it was when we were at Rylan's house doing those demos. And then we're like, that's basically we when we worked on it. Yeah. Done. And it happened. Crazy. That was so it exciting. Was, it's such a good song, too. Yeah. It really is. Like that's the, the melody beauty of everything. it. It happened fast. Yeah. In the, in the live version, I think I might have said this on Rylan's podcast, the live version, I love it now, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I at like the, the record, end, but I like the live version, too, now. Yeah. And because it, it's somewhere filled out and the intro's cool as fuck. You guys are a great band. I have a little so. thing I like to say sometimes. When yeah. the time is right. There's a little girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet Ollie. All right, Lucas, yeah. thank you for doing this. You're welcome. Fucking let it, let, leave it all out on the stage at Louder Than Life. We'll be there rooting you on somewhere in the crowd, hopefully on the stage. We'll see what happens. You never know. But we'll see. Hopefully we'll I see don't there. fall off. Yes, God, no. <laughs> Please. I feel like something probably happened, but it's supposed to. That's right. <laughs> All right. Lucas Washington from The Strangers. And uh, you can catch Lucas or you can find him on Instagram. He's got his own Instagram. He's on The Strangers Instagram yeah. all the time. Yeah. Catch him in a city near you. That's right. Or in Louisville on September 25th. All right. Everybody have a great week uh, or a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.